You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Our Father, we thank you tonight. We ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will speak to us. Um, let no one live here the same. We thank you for um, accurate teaching of your word. We thank you for hearts that are not distracted. Lord, we thank you for encouragement. We thank you for inspiration. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening, church. Good evening. Could you help me look for two or three people to just say hello to them before you grab your seats, if you don't mind. Father, we thank you. Our Father, we thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Um, so PFA, Samuel, BWS, let's, let's all come to the front, please. So I'm not alone here. All right. Um, we're going to talk tonight about the Holy Spirit. The band should sit in front. Such a nice band. Yes, yes. Come this way. Straight. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Where's PFA? Great. Exactly. All right. Um, word for someone. Um, but I don't know who it is, but God is bringing, speaking to you about healing. Uh, I think it's Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 22. I read from verse 18 um, or from verse 19. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, please notice the situation of the city is is pleasant as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground barren. And he said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him, verse 21, and he went to the source of the water and cast the salt there and said, thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. Okay? And verse 22, 2 Kings chapter 2 and 22 says, So the water remains healed to this day, according to the word of Elisha, which he spoke. All right, so that's 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 18 to 22. Uh, that word is for someone tonight. All right. Okay, so we've, this is the last discussion for now. This whole teaching about our inheritance that we have um, in Christ Jesus. Um, and one of the things that had occurred to me a couple of weeks ago had been the fact that sometimes we, we underestimate the role the Holy Spirit has um, in us participating or partaking of our inheritance as saints. So I'd like us to read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 14, um, the importance of the Holy Spirit when it comes to us accessing our inheritance. So I read to your hearing, Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, I beg your pardon, chapter 2, uh, verse 9. It says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, uh, nor has it entered into the heart of a man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man 
which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. This is one is important. It says, now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. That we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. Since these things we also speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But a natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually descend. Um, one of the things, you know, we read Romans chapter 8 a couple of weeks ago, and where Paul begins to say to the church that the Holy Spirit uh, leaves a witness in our heart that we are sons of God, we are children of God. And that is the very first thing that I'd like to point out tonight when it comes to the role of the Holy Spirit and our inheritance as children of God. Okay? Um, here, Paul says to the Corinthian church that the Holy Spirit, you know, um, he helps us know the things that have been freely given unto us. So, the clear role of the Holy Spirit. He will lead us to a place where we come into a knowledge of what our inheritance is. One of the things, you know, I've been saying to myself is that for a Christian, the Holy Spirit, you cannot afford for the Holy Spirit to be a stranger. Okay, so you must have a deep seated desire in your heart as a born-again Christian uh, to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit that is beyond a casual one. You must actually do that. Um, a personal hunger, you know, because there's no way that we can look at the intent behind the Holy Spirit coming and indwelling us and not see that he was meant to be a huge part of the Christian experience. Okay. I said to myself earlier today that, you know, how that sometimes we think and say, look, if Jesus was alive today, right, in Lagos, yeah, and we have his number, how would our faith be? And some of us are like, oh man, that's, <laughs> forget it, I'm just going to call him and leave the call there. There's no, we're not putting it off, you know, just call him and every small thing, Jesus, what do you think? I'm just going, you know, let him talk to me as I'm, you know, just, you can just think of yourself as like the, you know, hundred million disciple Jesus just chatting with you real time you know real time you know Jesus I'm in the bus now but this guy in front of me is troubling just tell, oh my son I speak to him King James thou knowest that if thou slap him I will be upset you know oh Jesus you're right what will Jesus do I know now I'm not gonna do that you know but what then happens is that we think of that experience I can how will you be you cannot be sick right you cannot, because like, if I'm just, Jesus, send the word, you know. You can't think of yourself being in a place where you lack anything. You can't think of yourself being confused. Um, you can't think of yourself even being sad, right? You can't think of yourself not knowing things. In fact, even the disciples who were with Jesus in his day, out of that experience, had the ability to go out and heal. They would come back to him and say, my God, you know, Demons were scampering, people were getting healed. And says, oh, you know. So my point is, when we think of that experience, the Holy Spirit and his presence in our day, in our lives, is meant to then bring us to that same place. 
Nothing missing, nothing broken. Absolutely nothing missing, nothing broken. So Jesus says, when you read, I think you read John 14, 15, 16, he begins to talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he says, I will not leave you as orphans. So here, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that one of the things the Holy Spirit will do is to bring us into a knowledge of our inheritance, the things which have been freely given to us. And I just run through three or so points uh, that have been on my mind. One, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 17, the Bible says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. Um, so even before you get to this whole consideration of being a joint heir with Christ and, you know, a heir of God, he says the first thing that needs to happen is that whole process of you having received Jesus, received salvation, become born again, and you are a child of God. And he says there's something important there. He says the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Now, this is more than just intellectual acknowledgement. Um, it's like an ongoing conversation on our insides. Okay? It's, a, it's almost like a register of grace on your inside. It's like a, someone just reminding you that you belong to God. Okay? Just reminding you that you belong to God. When we were a bit younger, um, and I'm not that old, so when I say I would be younger, it's not far away. But when people would want, you know, if you were going away from home for the first time, your, your parents might tell you, look, Ofemi, you're going to the boarding house now, right? Do not forget the child of who, that's how they put it, right? Don't, don't go and embarrass us there, <laughs> you know? And they will now tell you about your, they tell you also that if you go to school, you will see boys smoking. You will see people jumping the fence. Femi, do not forget whose child you are. Eh? And it was always a... Um, and we don't say it anymore in these days, right? They just give you an iPhone and other things and ask you to go into the world and keep in touch. <laughs> but it was, always, it was always a thing of saying, look, we might not have much in this family, but we have honor and you're not going to be the child that brings disgrace and shame to us. It was always a thing of saying, don't forget, don't you, you remember the life that we have lived and are living. And that even though you will not be where we are, that there is an expectation that you would live in a particular type of way. Because it is actually easy um, to forget who's, who your father is. It's sometimes also easy to forget your family. Well, <laughs> Uh, and someone says, but it is how possible it is that. When you read Luke chapter 15, which has been, you know, I, I mean, everybody should know Luke 15 from verse 1 to the end. You should have memorized it now because we've talked about it over and over again. When you read Luke chapter 15, verse 17 to 19, talking about the prodigal son, the Bible says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. 
And so there are things that will happen in life that will bring people to a place where either they have absolutely forgotten who their father is or they don't even believe that they're worthy to be called children of God. Some people fall into sin. Some people make terrible mistakes. Some people hear somebody tell them, you cannot be, you, you are not, you cannot, the way you, what you've just done, you cannot be a, a, a Christian and do that. And it registers, right? Here, the gentleman says, I'm going to go home, but I do no longer consider myself to be a son. Okay? I no longer consider myself to be a son. It's sometimes easy to forget. And once you cannot consider yourself to be a child of God or son of God, it is difficult for you to walk in boldness. What does the Bible say? It says we have confidence to come before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Once that confidence is not there, um, entering into your inheritance becomes a challenge. Um, one of the most important things that God continually says about Jesus Christ when he's here, and he says a couple of times, is this is my beloved son, you know, when he, at the baptism, John chapter 3, and I think verse 17, a voice from heaven, and he says, this is my son, whom I love, in him I'm well pleased. Um, at the whole experience of transfiguration, um, I think Peter speaks about it, if you read First Peter chapter 1 and verse 17, it says, we're on the mountain, you know, a light comes, and da, 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 it says, and we heard that voice saying, this is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Right. And, and so it's, that is a big deal with God. It should be, it was a big deal for Jesus. Now this is Jesus and they're reminding him. Right. You are, God is saying to everybody, this is my son. This is my son. Because sometimes the world in which we live in, the power and the influence of the flesh can sometimes make us forget. What happens when, <laughs> when the devil tries to tempt Jesus? When you read John, Matthew chapter 4. What does he say to Jesus? Uh, Matthew chapter 4, uh, read from verse 1 down verse 2. He says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Uh, I think the second temptation, he says, look, if you are the son of God, Throw yourself down. Essentially a constant questioning about sonship, about his relationship with God, about the meaning of that relationship with God, about the things that you get out of that relationship with God. My point is if Jesus was tempted, was questioned about his sonship, we will also be tempted in different ways. And perhaps there's actually somewhere tonight, you are at a place where you've given up, as it were, on your relationship with God. Let me tell the person next to you. Tell them you're a child of God. Tell, tell them you're a child of God. You're a child of God. I tell them I should have treated you better tonight. <laughs> I should have treated you better tonight. I should, have, I should have greeted you properly. Okay? So God says to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Someone needs to go and make a t-shirt that says that. I am a child of God. You know in Lagos where we like to say, do you know who I am? This is the answer to who I am. 
Because you know, when you make that comment too much, then I say, okay, who are you? <laughs> There's that stammering. <laughs> I just don't want to talk too much, but if things go on further, you'll soon see. No, we want, then they now hold and say, we want to know who you are. <laughs> but you're a child of God. And the Holy Spirit, God recognizes that is fundamental. And because there is a constant battle to, like the prodigal son, to bring us to a place where we forget who we are. There are people who haven't prayed in a while. You, you, because every time you try to pray, outside of church, every time you try to pray, there is the voice of the accuser. Says, what, what kind of, what are you, I don't understand, you want to pray. Tongues, what tongue? You were, we know the one was twerking at the party. Hey, I like midweek service. <laughs> and you, you remember because you had drank alcohol and you were really twerking at the party. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. I said, you want to go out? I said, don't you read Bible? He said, holy angels in white. And then you will now go there. Said, God will fire you with thunder. And you just, you just gentle you. You know, it says to Adam, it says, Where are you? The Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 8, and it says, it's a, Before we even get to the discussion about whether you are a co heir with Jesus, whether you're a heir of God, it says, The Holy Spirit keeps a witness in our hearts that we are children of God. Someone needs to tell themselves again, You'll say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. In fact, when you read through Paul's letters, um, and he talks about the Holy Spirit, Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 13. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Translation. He says, In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result, believed in him, it says, We're stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. The one promised by God as owned and protected by God. Let's stop there. So, he says there is a stamp upon your soul that if we had a way of shaking all this, your wig and everything off, you know, your wig, your dreads, your fancy clothes, and looking for your soul, so bring a soul, her soul, turn it upside down just for fun, he says, if you check on the other side, you would see a seal that the Holy Spirit is a mark of ownership. So when we check your soul, there is a mark that God owns you. And then it continues. It says, the Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers, to the praise of his glory. So Paul talks of two things here. One, he says the Holy Spirit in our lives is just a reminder. In fact, it's just more than a, it's a claim by God that we belong to him. It's a claim by God that you belong to him. So sometimes when people talk about things like spirit husbands, no, you, there's nobody else in this world. You belong to God. There's a stamp. When, if they come, tell them, 
You should check the back of your soul. A big logo. <laughs> In fact, when you go to 1 Corinthians, let's do it. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Um, Paul, again, on the same theme, same discussion. 2 Corinthians 1, 21, 22. The same fact that we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit, a mark of God's ownership, and it is a deposit guaranteeing the future part of our inheritance. So, I read from verse 21. It says, Now it is God who establishes and confirms us in joint fellowship with you in Christ, and amplified, and who has anointed us, empowering us with the gifts of the Spirit. It is he who has put, also put his seal on us. That is, he has appropriated us and certified us as his. And has given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a pledge like a security deposit to guarantee the fulfillment of his promise of eternal life. Like a security deposit. Um, and this is important for us. to, Because I, as I prepared for that, I just realized sometimes we, we are in the danger of living a Christian life but not seeing the reality of what God wants us to. So the Holy Spirit is not just to make us speak in tongues. No, no, no. He's also proof of God's love. He's proof of God's faithfulness in our lives. There's a heavenly part or dimension to our inheritance. Um, uh, Paul, I think it's Peter who would talk about what we would inherit when Jesus comes back. Okay? Now those, so he says, um, I don't know if you've ever had to buy something in the, or say, I don't think you've had to do it. You just pay cash. You know, but some of you would relate. Yes. So you go to shop. You know, I like these jeans. Ah, they are, they are torn everywhere. But, but, but I like them. They are fashionable, yeah? Barely any cloth left. All right? <laughs> so, in fact, well, you're, not even, you're not buying jeans. You're buying... <laughs> Buying shredded stuff with some jeans on it. But I like it. How much is it? 10,000. Oh, my 10,000. Huh? But we're both life pointers now. Um, it says yes. It says, but just deposit something. And, and that's how precious you are. And that's how, um, how amazing this whole discussion about your inheritance with God is. It says, so God leaves the Holy Spirit with us. Yeah. <laughs> that we would have access to supernatural experiences. But while we're on the earth, there are things you must come into just by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Look, uh, when we get to heaven, and, and I, I, would try, I don't know the way to the best, but I try. Before you were, while you were in your mother's womb, right? You know you were alive. Yeah? And your mother would say, ah, oh, you're kicking. If you see a pregnant woman, every night she holds her belly because the baby is kicking, right? But you know that baby has no clue what's happening. That baby does not care about PDP, APC, APGA, doesn't care about what day of the week it is, who won yesterday, he has Arsenal, he doesn't care about those things. All he just wants is give me food, and every now and then, just to irritate the mother, kicks bang, 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 you know? Then nine months, you come, and then they slap you. Welcome to the world. <laughs> Different set of realities. 
Now you can see, and as you, you, you then start to talk, you develop your senses, you realize this is Lagos, my goodness, see how they drive here, take me back to the womb, you know. When we leave this earth, right, so think of the earth and our phase of life now as a, think of it as us being in the womb, yeah, awaiting, birthing into eternity, Right? So think of, so all the things we're doing here, think of us just kicking. And he says, part of what the Holy Spirit, apart from just being a seal, you know, of ownership, he's also a deposit guaranteeing the life that we will experience in the future. All right? And so, um, when we underestimate the deposit, sometimes we are unable to fully hold on to the promise and hold on to the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus. In 1 John chapter 3, he says, look guys, it doesn't appear yet fully as we are. 1 John chapter 3, you read from verse 2 to 3, he says, it does not yet appear, it has not yet been revealed who we are. What the Holy Spirit, one of the things the Holy Spirit does in the life of a believer is to just remind you, you are not natural. You are not all of this. You are not, look, I know you eat, you breathe, you talk. He says, but look, there's stuff coming in front of you that is supernatural, that is eternal. And, and that is important for us as Christians to keep in view. That the Holy Spirit will constantly give us supernatural experiences just so that, why? Because the Bible says, it says, he that has this hope in himself purifies himself. There's an expectation that you have as a Christian. Okay, so the Holy Spirit you know, reminds us that we are children of God. It's a constant witness. He is a seal of ownership. Because there will be things on the earth. Jesus will say to the guys, go and get that colt. Or that it was a small donkey or something. And they would say, look, it says if anyone asks you, right, why do you tell them the master has need of it? There was something about access to certain things on the earth. And he says, look, it's because God has need of it. And so there will be things in your life that will show up and say, look, why are you trying to do this? And then you should just tell them, you didn't use, you've not seen my soul. Don't you know that I carry the Holy Spirit? I am owned by God. I am owned by God. I like how the Amplifier says this in, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. He says a, <laughs> that he has appropriated us and certified us as his. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Um, when it comes specifically to our inheritance, one of the things the Holy Spirit will do is just give us an understanding of times and of seasons. He would give us promptings for faith. I wish I could explain that, but he would, there are certain times in your life that the Holy Spirit would, he would inspire strange desires in your heart. He would put new dreams and new visions in your heart. I remember over the fast, uh, the 14-day fast, <laughs> um, and I began to, I would just, get up and I just, you know, I'd message my friend and I'll say, oh my goodness, um, I, I want to go and do X and Y. 
and I trust me, it wasn't hunger speaking. I've been hungry before. It wasn't hunger. <laughs> it was just amazing promptings. You know, I think <laughs> I want to to apologize to one particular friend. I said, I know some of these things sound strange. You just wake up one day and say, How much do they sell banks in Nigeria? Banks. <laughs> banks. People are like, yeah, what, what do you mean? But bank now, where the people go to like GTB bank, you know? No human beings that own the bank. How much is a bank? <laughs> One day, you'll be with the Holy Spirit. You, it's a matter of inheritance. You just say, look, how, what does it take to feed a thousand children in Lagos every day? What can it possibly take? Even if it's Indomie, we make for them an egg. What, can, you know, you just be there and you just... One day, I mean, and so it was one thing after the... I wish I could share, but I don't want to frighten anybody. And, but I'm serious. It was amazing. I think one thing I realized, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit during the fast, was that um, things on the earth are in dimensions. Things on the earth are in dimensions. There's a guy that woke up today and when he woke up, all the money he wanted to make was 3,000 naira. With his keke, he just want to make 3,000 naira. Makes 3,500 naira, great day. And he's doing well. There's another guy that woke up today, he's looking for how to raise $3 billion. The guy who drives the keke is a driver, right? The, driving the guy who flies the plane is driving something. He's in dimensions. And sometimes the Holy Spirit just literally takes the dimensions of your mind, the boundaries of your mind, and just stretches them and promptings for faith. I can tell you guys, in fact, well, one day I woke up, I was during the fast, praying, praying, praying. I just called my friend. I said, I want to go and buy a hospital. <laughs> the hospital. I said, yeah, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but a hospital. Ah, so, so why? Is that, ah. um, there are people, they say children are dying in Lagos. People are dying, they're giving birth. They can't, you know, we don't have enough hospitals. What, why? The, all of us here, there's no reason why. If we, if we planned it for a whole year and worked on it, we can set up a hospital. We can set up a couple of hospitals. What does it take? Ah. She has to rent one house in Lekki, a big house. We can rent house. Look for two doctors. Put signboard. Get registration. Get equipment. Advertise on social media. <laughs> uh, the Holy Spirit will stretch your mind, break bounds. Because what happens when you, your to-do list is very nice, but oftentimes just reflective of the limits of your mental mind, of just your mind, just where you are thinking. What do you think happened when God said to Noah, go and build me an ark? If he had left Noah to build that ark by himself, even one elephant would have entered. But when he said to Noah, go and build me an ark, I started giving him dimension. At that point, then Noah said, look, God, you, don't you understand? You have to understand. <laughs> How am I supposed to do this? So the Holy Spirit will give you promptings for faith. He would speak to your hearts about matters for repentance he would convict you sometimes the Holy Spirit will, you just, he will just hold your heart like a hog 
you sing up and down, nothing. Then Una say, you saw that boy, the one you were keeping malice with in the choir. Call him. You will try and you want to pray. I will pray, pray, nothing. He will direct us. Because <laughs> in Acts chapter 16 is a story that for me it's quite fascinating. The six Paul says now they had gone through Phrygia and the regions of Galatia. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. And you know, I've always wondered, so passing by Mysia, I've always wondered, how can, this is Apostle Paul, he wants to go and preach the gospel. He's not going to talk politics. The gospel. And the Holy Spirit is saying no. It's just, but what it is, is the Holy Spirit prompting, leading, directing. Prompting, leading, directing. I say to myself today that I will not, you know how in different seasons of the prophet's life, one time he says go to the brook, the other time he says go to Zarephath. I say to myself, I will not be going to Zarephath when my appointment with my inheritance is by the brook. And for us as Christians, we must lean heavily on the Holy Spirit. I say, where should I be heading to? Some of you have almost finished, us, not you, have almost finished completing Canadian immigration form. Just look straight if I'm talking to you. No problem. <laughs> but why? Because God has been designing your inheritance in Nigeria, Lagos. You just heard there's 24 hour light. Uh, there's even snow. Everybody in your street has left. <laughs> tell the person next to you, tell them, for, for, relax, just relax. Tell, tell, them, tell them you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you need the Holy Spirit. Because not every time is your time. In John chapter 7, verse 3 to 8. The Bible says, talking to Jesus, the Bible says, His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go to Judea, that your disciples may also may see the works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. Then Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come. But your time is always ready. So, for a natural man, every other time is fine. You see, and this is important because the Holy Spirit walking, I think it's in Peter, he says, the men of old, the prophets of old, he says they would search in their hearts to see what time, what manner of time the Spirit of Christ within them was pointing to. And so, when it comes to our walk with God, with our inheritance, that one of the things the Holy Spirit will do for us is to give us specific instructions specific instructions. <laughs> uh, two more things and we'll pray. Two more things and we'll pray. One of the things he will do, <laughs> because, because you know, when it comes to our inheritance, we are called to do, we're different parts of the body, called to do different things at different times. When you look at the older son, 
he kept on walking past his inheritance on a daily basis. But he was in pure, unadulterated ignorance. Right? I mean, we've talked about this before. The one of the poss- one, possibly one of the reasons I think it is was that his soul had been blinded by envy and just the fact that he was upset with his brother. And so one of the things, and I said it then, I say it, it bears repeating. I beg you, do not, you can, your destiny is too important for you to carry offense. Yeah, you cannot, I don't see how you can, your destiny is too important for you to carry offense for more than one hour. Even though one hour is tricky. Because I can't understand, somebody offended you in primary three, he didn't give you pencil, you are still tracking him on Instagram. God, when will I see him? Okay, so pencil is, uh, wow, wow. Okay, she broke your heart, Samuel. But she's not the only girl. Samuel, you're not the only Samuel here. So if uh, you're now shaking, it's just guilty conscience. Relax. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, she broke your heart in a bad way. She broke your heart. Yeah. And then she's going out with your friend. And then they now had the guts to text you and invite for for wedding. What wedding? But, church, we must let the Holy Spirit, okay, uh, grant us strength to clear out of our heart anything that blinds us to our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Because just imagine, when we read Luke chapter 15, the Bible says that the Father divided his inheritance to them. All the son here, the older son might have gotten more. We don't know. But the older son, a couple of years down, verses down, is still saying to the father, you have not given me anything. And the father's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? When you read verse 31 of Luke 15, he says, but you're always with me. Everything I have belongs to you. I genuinely wonder <laughs> what things God is saying, you're asking God for, in a sense. And God is saying, I don't... And so the Holy Spirit, when we read 1 Corinthians chapter, our text earlier on, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says the Holy Spirit reveals to us the things which the Father has freely given unto us. Reveals to us the things which the Father has freely given unto us. Um, One of the ways, and I I put this in my notes, and I think it was worth mentioning, one of the ways the Holy Spirit will... um, lead us in our inheritance. It's sometimes just giving us what we used to call burdens. Burdens. He'll just put something so heavily in your heart that every other person walks past it, every other person ignores it, but it just refuses to leave your heart. It just refuses to leave your heart. For someone, it might be the state of education in a particular place or for a particular... For someone, it's, it's just, you know a particular industry, but the Holy Spirit grabs your heart in a particular matter. The last one for tonight, and we'll just pray, and we'll just worship a bit, and, and because the life, the Christian life, where the Holy Spirit is a stranger, is, um, is a difficult concept. Don't forget that whole description. Jesus, still alive in today, has your number. So he calls you in the morning. Hi, Drew, how are you? You're going to work. 
so and so and so will happen at work. He said, Jesus, you've got me, man. Thank you so much. This is how you should do it. Then you even say, but Jesus, you don't have this meeting. What should I do? Say, ah, this is what you should do. I know I saw her, you saw her called me yesterday. I didn't like the way she talked to me. Oh, don't worry. Forgive her. You know, say, ah, Jesus, because of you, because of you. That whole suit, that spectrum of experience, the Holy Spirit living within us assures us that we can have. Uh, the last one for me tonight is the fruits of the Spirit. I think it's in Galatians chapter 5, Paul begins to enumerate them. The, old, the youngest son, who we call the prodigal son, uh, at a point in time, gets more blessings than his character can, can manage. Uh, my pastor, my, my pastor's pastor, right? <laughs> my grand pastor, Reverend Sam Adeyemi, used to say to us then that, you know, that there are certain things you are not, there are certain sins you are not committing now because you cannot afford them. Why this why this boy taking a second wife? Da, 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 da. <laughs> when you see one billion, that's when you're not be asking them, this cigar that people smoke, these big ones, these big ones, where do they get it from? This shisha, what is shisha? You know there's some things you cannot enter now because you can't afford it. They say people that smoke this is, is uh, 50,000 for one. They say, ah, no. If they, are, they are all going to hell. <laughs> Just gen gentle, gentle. <laughs> when God, when you see a billion naira, then you just realize, ah, all those things, I can't even, let me taste it. You, a lot of us are not addicted to cocaine because cocaine is expensive. <laughs> we don't, we, we're still trying to pay for our Uber and do everything with cocaine. <laughs> no. no, that's one chance. They don't, they can't, they won't. But, but the, the younger son gets a quantum of things that, because, so, so there's a, there's a line, right? And, you know, we can all say, ah, no, 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 me, me. God should just test me one billion. One billion. God should, no, God, you should just test me and see. Even with the one million they're paying you in your office, when you come to church and the usher says, sit down here. You... <laughs> the last time they promoted you and paid you bonus, we didn't see you in church for three months until you were broke. And I remember the, the God of your covenant that you repented. <laughs> one billion. You, you, even, you leave Lagos. Some of you, and, and, but I'm, some of us know. One billion dollars. Life point. What is that? <laughs> uh. um, I got the impression, and I still have that impression, that you know, for us when it comes to our inheritance, that some of us need to develop our character to the place where we are ready for what God is bringing us to. And our inheritance is not just denominated in things. For some of us, it's thoughts. Some of us, it's networks, it's relationships, it's responsibilities. That God wants to commit to our hands. There are people who God wants to... <laughs> he wants to bless a million people through you. But the ability 
the depth of humility that is necessary to um, to speak to a million people and not think that you are God. I mean, how many followers do you have on Instagram now? I already feel him fly. But do you know what it means when you wake up in the morning and there are five million people just waiting for you to, to post a picture? Huh? Sometimes you don't even post your picture. You just post a blank page. 5,000 likes. <laughs> but the ability to be grounded in God to let the Holy Spirit walk through you to build character to such a place where your, your strength, your confidence does not come from the outside. It doesn't come from what you have, what you don't have, who you have, who follows you, who doesn't follow you. One day Jesus preaches a message. Lots of people appear. The next day he preaches a message. The crowd's the head of. Not everybody can take that. Not everybody can take that. Will the blessings, when we, when we talked about the prodigal son, and we need to stop calling him that. When we talk about the younger son, we say, you know, he was blessed to a place where his character could no longer take it. Because one day he just realized, what am I doing here? What am I, what am I doing here? Why, why am I here? She's interpreting the message for children. Just relax. <laughs> um, what am I doing here? Why, why am I here? I'll now go to life point. This is my expensive, uh, my expensive car. They will not scratch it in the car park. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Because some of us, God wants to bless us. It just even, and it's not all money. It's, it's even just the scope of influence that He wants to bring to you. I think some of us, He's seen that the small unit He gave us to handle in church, the way we are backing others. Hey, you, hey, I'm the leader. Come. Even in your office, you're a supervisor, level one. The way you're treating people. I will, I will fire you. I will, just wait for appraisal day. They will sack you in this company. And God says, but I want to use you to reach a million people. The Holy Spirit is nudging you. Saying, chief, come. Let me, let me walk with you. He said, no, God bless me. God, God bless me. Let's pray hot prayer. Let's fast 25 days. Anyhow. Holy Spirit, bless me, bless me. He says, I'm, God, bless me, bless me. He says, the Holy Spirit is here. It's like a guy who says, I want to go to university, but refuses to write jam. I want to get married, refuses to propose. <laughs> Let that sink in for somebody. Your, your life, our lives in Christ Jesus, the inheritance that we carry is not ordinary. Sometimes I actually think that that the church, us, our generation, that we're a mix of the older son and the younger son. Because there are times when 
we are just clueless about the things that God has given us. Totally clueless. And the Holy Spirit is saying, just let me walk with you. At least let's build this relationship together. Uh, for someone, it's, it's a huge opportunity, a huge call for you to take a book and read about the Holy Spirit. For someone, it's for you to even just read about other people's walk with the Holy Spirit. For someone, it's time to spend time in prayer, real prayer. For someone, it's even the very first thing I said. It's even letting the Holy Spirit witness with our spirit that we're sons of God. That can change your life forever. For someone, it can lift you out of a pit forever. I mean, I could use lots of examples, but if, if, if 10 cars or 5 cars drive in here with a siren tonight and say, please, who is there? I saw her here. You know, the rest of us are like, what's happened? What did she do? We were listening, she would get into trouble. We knew it. We knew. No, but that's not true. We believe the best of you. Love hopes the best. You know. Who is there? I saw her. So we just come from the hospital. Uh, we're from Bill Gates. And there was a switch at birth. It's like, we never took the wrong baby. <laughs> you are actually a Soher Gates. <laughs> Please come with us. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that witness that you are a child of Gates. <laughs> Even as she's going, she'll look at Adrian, you saw, I was telling you that day, take me to a movie. <laughs> you would have been nicer to me. <laughs> Uh, BWS, pastor. I was just respecting you. <laughs> you never entered the car. You're already deleting people from your phone. <laughs> the kind of friends you already, you've already changed your friends, you've changed your wardrobe, you've changed your diet. What thoughts? Small thoughts. Nothing. You've changed your social calendar. Your plans have changed. In your mind, you're going to Harvard next year. Next year, you're buying half of Nigeria. So maybe your small plans, maybe the timidity, maybe the lack of motion, maybe it's because we haven't let the Holy Spirit witness to our hearts about whose child we are. The Bible says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. Do not, like I said, do not go out and forget whose child you are. Someone, the Holy Spirit wants you to come one season of worship. I keep on saying this thing in this church, that there are songs that are waiting to be, to be written. I'm not talking about all this, lack of a better word, bangolo, that's for you guys on the work bangolo. Sound, this, people are singing songs in our generation that make no sense whatsoever. Absolutely not. Even we, if we're objective, some of those songs you have to be drunk to listen to them properly. They just don't make any sense. And, and the way I tell you, the way you, and I'm drifting now, but let's go. The way you know this is that six months later, we come back and we're like, oh my God, when we listen to that song, we thought that song was. <laughs> but sometimes you listen to a song someone wrote in 1960, and you're like, my goodness. And I'm not even talking about 
Jesus music. I'm not talking about music people write in night. So they're different. They are different. People, the Holy Spirit is waiting for some of you. And so some one day I'll just drive all you, all of us musicians down from the stage and we'll do it by ourselves. Because you guys by now should get together with the Holy Spirit, write a song that will change the way people worship, the way people think in our country, in our generation. And Flabby are trying. Because Flabby is looking at me like I released a whole album. What's P.I. saying? <laughs> you are trying. I still sang one of your songs the other day. I did, I did. Track four, I think. <laughs> well, I don't know what it's track four, but it's on playlist, okay? But, some, but my point is there's so much possibility. There's so much. Somebody needs to just get upset. I'm going to start a new this. We're going to start a new that. We're going, we're going, to, we're going to do this. Lastly tonight, it is not a mistake that you are born in Lagos, that you are born in Nigeria. They sent 12 spies into the inheritance that God has for Israel. <clears throat> 10, come back. And say, P.I., all these our rulers are thieves. They are corrupt. APC, PDP, there's no difference. Da, 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 ba, da, 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 da. Joshua and Caleb say, look, there's stuff here. The irony is that these guys are carrying on their shoulders the produce of the land, right? They come, they show. So it's on one hand, but they are blind. It's the same thing with Christians in our country today. We are blind. Because we cannot see that in the midst of all this chaos is just opportunity. So the Canada we want to go to, they said the bridges there were built by angels. Anywhere in the world you want to go to. And God, if God has put your inheritance somewhere else, please go there now. And remember me. <laughs> when I come visiting, take me shopping. But there's so much possibility here that I just like. This is the greatest place, as far as I'm concerned, to be born. But now, there's, there, because we have nothing. It's as if we just woke up. Human beings have just come here for the first time. I'm telling you that if we would divorce our minds from who didn't do what, when, and where, and let the Holy Spirit infuse us with courage, with intelligence, with promptings for faith, there's amazing stuff we can do. Amazing stuff that we can do. I mean, there's IT people in our country. There's such. Okay, and now I'm just talking. Are you? Follow me when you're ready. Start singing. But <laughs> you know, it's amazing how we don't have, you know, clothing lines for Nigerians. Proper. What well, we do if you do put on my attack with it and send me a message. But I mean that the one that we all know. As old as we are, <laughs> the amount of. And I'm really done on this message, so you can start singing. But the amount of education in this room here, in fact, I was, I was saying to, uh, <laughs> I was saying to, um, to my friends the other day, I said between my Oxford degree and the Holy Spirit, that there, I, can't, I can't imagine what I cannot do. It's the same thing for you. All the people that went to Covenant University, all of you. Within that education and the Holy Spirit, there's stuff that you can do. These guys that went to Unilag, 
Ah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, we thank God. <laughs> I'm just saying that to just shade BWS. But would you let the Holy Spirit, would you let him stretch your mind why did 12 or 11 uneducated, well, relatively uneducated men, the tax collectors probably gone to school, fishermen, why did Jesus say to them, go and take over the world, go and preach the world, and then with the help of the Holy Spirit, they essentially changed the world. They, they turned the world upside down. I'd like us to worship tonight. Uh, and I'd like us to ask the Holy Spirit to take over our lives. But I don't want to be the oldest son. I don't want to be the youngest son. I don't want to be the average of them. I just want to be who Jesus has called me to be. Let's worship church. us to just go ahead and pray in the spirit all over this place tonight. I'd like us to go ahead and pray in the spirit if you can all over this place tonight. I'd like us to pray in the spirit. Do not forget whose son you are. Do not forget whose child you are. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. 
why are you acting like someone who is an orphan? Why? 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 He says the Holy Spirit will witness with our spirit that we are children of God. He says, and then, if we are children, we are heirs. Hey! All over this place. Just pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. yours also is that we're saying to God Father I will not appear before you empty Lord use my life I have an inheritance with a sense so use my life let the Holy Spirit let him witness in my heart that I'm your child continue let it be loud and clear let him stretch my mind so I can dream dreams see visions 
Let him build character within me, the character of Jesus, that no blessing, no fame, no exposure, nothing will drag me away from the presence of the Father. Let me not walk past my inheritance. Let me have promptings for faith. There's all sorts of strange things that God wants to do with all sorts of people. Have you not heard? But one time the, 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 the king was depressed and he would call an instrumentalist. He would play and that evil spirit would lift up. Would you, would you just yield to God tonight? Would you say to him, Lord, here I am. Would you say to the Holy Spirit, Lord, over the next coming weeks, Lord, let me walk with you in a new way, in a new way. Someone you've not even received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just lift your hands wherever you are and say, Lord, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost. But my prayer is, Lord, I will not miss my inheritance. I will not. I will not. I will not pretend to be in the Father's house. Meanwhile, my inheritance is around. I will not miss my inheritance. And the inheritance will not take me away from the presence of the Father. It says, He, it says, I and the children you have given me, he says, they are meant for signs and for wonders. This house will be great. Your life is a great life. Your life is a great life. Someone needs to say, Lord, take me to the place where I'm not dreaming small dreams. Where I'm not echoing what mortal men have said. Where I'm not echoing what my circumstances have described. For someone tonight, it's almost like God is saying, let's do a bit of maths. He's saying, what is the biggest possibility you have emerged for this life I've given you? He says, would you double it? Would you triple it? Would you multiply it by a hundred? Would you start, would you multiply it by a thousand? <laughs> and like Mary asks the angels, how shall these things be? He says, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you, will overshadow you. And so our prayer tonight is, Lord, overshadow us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, overshadow us by the power of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, I tell you that there will be people in this room who would yield to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and you will see things, strange things happen in your life. You would wake up with a song, you would wake up with a poem, you would wake up with an idea. You would wake up with a burden. Ibash, 
Would you hold the hand of someone tonight and just pray that the Holy Spirit will take them over? The one you hold your hand tonight, the Holy Spirit says they belong to him. Would you pray that they will have a constant witness that they will not act according to the flesh? Do you pray that they would bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit? that they would build character for the places that God has wanted to take them. He says, I would want to talk to you as spiritual. He says, but I cannot. He says, but by this time you should be teachers already. Would you pray that by the help of the Holy Spirit they would grow up? They would grow up. They would grow up. But would you pray, would you pray for a supply of the Spirit over that life? Would you pray for a supply of the Spirit over that life? For someone, is their love work that needs to expand. It needs to multiply. It is currently too small. It's too small. God wants to land. Is a is a Boeing three seven four seven three seven, but the runway of your love walk is too small. Would you just pray over that life? Would you pray over that life that God will will break barriers, that He will break barriers. He would extend. He would destroy fears. We'll just pray in the spirit over that life. Someone is still holding on to a fear from secondary school. It might be a fear of the dark. It may be a fear of speaking. It may be a fear. I don't know what it is. But God needs to break it. He needs to destroy it. This is how God anointed. This is how he anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went around doing good and healing all that we oppressed of the devil. Would you pray that God will anoint the one who you hold with the Holy Ghost and with power? And he will take the ordinary and turn it to extraordinary. That he will take a fisherman and make him a preacher. And he will take a shepherd boy and make him king. Father, we thank you. Could we just worship God tonight? Uh, Father, if we have one more song, we'll just worship God and we'll round, we'll round up the service. Father, we thank you. We just ask God to have his way. Because you are here. You are here. Have your way. As we bow down. You are here. You are here. As we come on, sing it out. You are, you are, you are, here. you are here. So we say, God, as we bow, you 
Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.